Hi, I'm Dr. Olga Pinkston, a board-certified rheumatologist and the host of the Mind Your Fiber podcast. This podcast is dedicated to fibromyalgia. I discuss up-to-date information about fibro, its treatment, the biology and psychology of the fibromyalgia. I cover the pain science education, the complementary and alternative methods available to you now to improve your symptoms. There are a lot of things that influence development of fibromyalgia trigger fiber flares, and produce other symptoms like IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, depression, and anxiety, and none of them are your fault. In the Mind Your Fiber podcast, you will learn how and why fiber develops, how chronic pain changes your brain, and most importantly, that you're not alone in the struggle, that fiber is real, and how to not let fiber control your life. This podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. Well, welcome back to the Mind Your Fiber podcast, episode number 11. The last episode was dedicated to neuroplasticity and neuroplastic pain. Just to review, neuroplasticity is a general umbrella term that refers to the brain's ability to modify, change, and adapt in structure and function throughout life and responses to experiences. The brain cells and neurons can make the circuit and network changes, resulting from learning a new ability, environmental influences, practice, physical and psychological stress. Brain cells are neurons that fire together, wire together. So if we do something repeatedly, the brain develops a routine, a route for the neurons to do their job automatically and easier. When your brain experiences pain over and over, the neurons responsible for dealing with pain are wired together. The more pain you have, the better these neurons, the brain cells responsible for pain processing, fire together. Your brain can unintentionally learn how to deal with pain incorrectly. The pain gets stuck like a bad habit. This pain type, the learned pain, we call neuroplastic pain. Neuro means brain, plastic means adapted, modified, developed. So neuroplastic pain is pain produced when the brain changes in a way that reinforces this pain. So today we're going to talk more about this neuroplastic pain. Why does the brain make this mistake and get stuck in a way that reinforces pain? How can the brain misinterpret pain? We talk a lot about the stress and stress response in the previous episodes. In episode 8, I explained that the most common way the brain appraises stress or pain is as a threat. Every time our brain processes any type of threat or danger signal, the feeling that we get is fear. Our brain was pre-wired for safety. When humans lived in caves, the brain was pre-wired to sense threats or signals of danger as a survival mechanism. It is pre-wired to be afraid, live in fear. Suppose you were not scared, or, but too brave and careless. In that case, you could not survive. You would have been eaten by an animal, gotten lost in the forest and die from hypothermia, eaten something new and die from food poisoning. If you feel afraid, you will stay in your cave with other cavemen and eat safe foods, warm and alive. Although with time, humans evolved the pre-wired brain functions remained. The thinking brain, the cortex, evolved a whole lot more with time, became more analytical, 
and can override the threats. Still, the experiences must go through the primitive parts of the brain, then to midbrain, up to the cortex. So every experience, including stressors and pain, are first processed by a primitive prewired brain, the one that defaults to fear. If you think of the feelings you have when you lose a job, miss a bus, get stuck with an infection, lose your wallet, take a test, get a new haircut, or eat too much cake, the initial's brain reaction is very often fear. Fear that you will not have enough money if you lose your job. Fear that you die from an infection. Fear that someone will get your credit cards from your wallet and go on a shopping spree. Fear that you fail a test. Fear that no one will like your new haircut or the cake that will make you fat. Now, we're not talking about the fear now of being eaten by a tiger or starved in a cave, being afraid of lightning. We're talking about the daily experiences surrounding us and being processed by our brain, often as fear. Fear is normal, expected, initiated by primitive pre-wired brain to keep you alive and safe. But once the thinking brain starts actually thinking, we may stop being afraid of many things. You may actually start viewing losing a job as an opportunity so you can get a better job. You may actually like your new haircut or enjoy the cake. The way we react reinforces either the sense of danger or the sense of safety. If you eat cake often enough, the fear of weight gain may diminish, but you may start feeling guilty. If you start getting the same haircut month after month because you no longer fear of this familiar style, you may start being afraid of a different, untried haircut. Is this how people get stuck with the mullet? So the way we react reinforces our experiences, either as dangerous or safe. Our brain is organized to act and feel before it thinks. One more time. Our brain is organized to act and feel before it thinks. This makes sense. You don't want to think before reacting while being attacked by an animal or burned by a fire. Your primitive instincts, the prewired brain, needs to act and feel, feel the pain before you can think. So we feel pain before we actually can think about pain. The danger signals activate the nervous system before the thinking brain can analyze. However, as a protective safety mechanism, this should only apply to danger signals, new pain, or a new unsafe sensation, like a burn from hot coals, bite from an animal, bone fracture, or whatever else is about to kill us. Then the thinking brain should take over. It should not apply necessarily to the ongoing pain, neuroplastic pain. If you had back pain for 10 years, your brain should get a clue that you're not going to die from it. There's no ongoing injury. If you had fiber pain on and off for years, the brain is sending the danger signals somewhat incorrectly, don't you think? The brain can misinterpret safe signals as dangerous. I have a clinic patient who got a diabetic ulcer, and the infection led, unfortunately, to amputation of his foot. The toe that had the infection was extremely painful. The brain, after months of treatments, learned that pain. So even after the toe was gone, amputated along with the foot, the brain continued to remember the pain. This is called phantom pain. Phantom pain is pain that feels like it's coming from body part that's no longer there. Doctors once believed that this post-amputation pain was a psychological problem, but experts now recognize these real sensations originate in the spinal cord and brain. The brain is stuck in the pain cycle. I was surprised to learn that his therapy included looking at his foot with a mirror, showing his brain there was no toe. 
So many will be surprised that the brain can make mistakes. So we should be afraid to survive until the thinking brain overrides the primitive brain and calms us down. But why does not do it? Why do patients with fibromyalgia experience the exaggerated activation of the danger signals? Why do nervous system, brain, and spinal cord misinterpret safe signals as if they were dangerous? In patients with fibromyalgia, the nervous system is dysregulated. Brains have sets of regulatory networks or neural systems that originate in the primitive parts of the brain and spread through the brain to the whole brain, to the cortex of, or thinking part of the brain, to work together to keep us regulated in the face of various stressors. The long-term effects of stress are determined by the patterns of stress activation. If the stressors are predictable, low to moderate level, controllable, we develop tolerance to stress, resistance. Examples of controllable stress will be a challenging situation that we can cope with. Schooling, sports, performing, some mild illness, happy but stressful occasions like a vacation or a wedding. If the stress pattern is unpredictable, extreme, or prolonged, the nervous system becomes overly reactive, overactive, synthesized, dysregulated. Examples will be abuse, trauma, hunger, poverty, financial insecurity, illness or hospitalization, medical trauma, ongoing job stress, dysfunctional marriage, etc. In first episode of the podcast, we talked about triggers of fibro. Who gets fibromyalgia? The fibro triggers are often trauma, abuse, infections, prolonged hospitalizations, recurrent injuries, any severe, unpredictable, or prolonged stress. So in fibromyalgia, the normal pre-wired by nature brain to feel fear in danger signals is additionally dysregulated. Now the nervous system is more sensitive and gets activated more frequently into a danger state, the fight or flight response. It experiences a fear hot more often and longer than someone who has more balanced nervous system. Additionally, how the brain reacts reinforces the experiences as dangerous or safe. The more we fear something, the more the brain associates that something with fear. Like a toddler in the tantrums. If you ignore the first tantrum, there may be no tantrums in the future. But if you give in and address the tantrum, the feedback is given to the toddler, the tantrums will give attention, and the tantrums get reinforced and continued. The more you give attention to tantrums, the more tantrums you will get as a result. So our brain is pre-wired to view pain as dangerous, as a surviving mechanism. When we react to pain with fear, it reinforces that the experience as dangerous. The more we fear pain, the more it puts the brain in a state of danger or high alert, activates the nervous system to fight or flight, the more fear we get. The more fear we have, the more pain we feel. The more pain we have, the more fear we feel, which leads to more pain. The brain is stuck in a fear-pain cycle or loop. Now, some people over time may let go of the fear but replace the feeling of fear with something else. Anger, frustration, guilt, sadness, etc. But the loop or cycle remains. Pain activates an emotion that puts the brain in a high alert state that leads to more pain that activates the brain farther and so on. What we practice makes it stronger. So the dysregulated nervous system is stuck in a fear-pain loop. The brain learned that pain, and over time, the nervous system is even more sensitized by stress, pain, fear, and additional symptoms emerge. Sensitivities, overstimulation, more pain, more fatigue, etc. 
we have good news because what we learned can be unlearned. So if we look at the fibromyalgia, there are areas that we can target for treatment. As if we were repairing a malfunctioning device, we can troubleshoot and look at the areas we can target and repair. The main areas of responsibility for pain are the dysregulated nervous system, which is super sensitive, and a fear pain cycle. So to summarize, today's main point is to learn that our brains are not perfect and can make mistakes. The brain can misinterpret safe signals as dangerous. The fear promotes pain, making pain worse. The pain promotes fear, leading to more fear, to more pain. The fear-pain cycle promotes activation of the nervous system, nervous system's fight-or-flight response. The dysregulated nervous system gets stuck in the overdrive of the danger signals, leading to more pain and other fibro symptoms. The good news, what is learned can be unlearned, just like a scary movie or a magic trick. Once you understand this scary stuff is not real, it becomes way less scary. So in the next episode, I will show you how you can get out of the fear-pain cycle using somatic tracking. Thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Olga Pinkston, and don't forget to mind your fibro. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, the best thing you can do is to share with someone and leave a review and rating. This helps me support more people just like you move toward better life with fibromyalgia. All you have to do is to go to the platform you're listening on, click the share button or the icon, and just send it to a friend. I so appreciate you taking your time to do so. Make sure you sign up or subscribe to this podcast so you can get the most up-to-date information in the new episodes. Thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week. And don't forget to mind your fibro. Disclaimer, this podcast provides information only and does not provide any medical or psychological services or advice. None of the content on this podcast prevents, cures, or treats any medical or mental condition.